When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I don't think they're ready for this. This is different. A LA Ram podcast, not based in California, but based in Florida? Come on, now. You know I had to do it. Ram Nation, stand up. It's Ramley Talk from the Playmakers Bar podcast, hosted by Darnell the Playmakers Silence. Let's talk Rams football. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your week seven edition of Ramley Talk. Here to play the Playmakers Bar Podcast. You know me, your host down there, the Playmaker Silence, out here in Jacksonville, Florida. And we are four and two. We took an L on Sunday night football, but we have to charge forward and look forward to Monday night football with another primetime matchup. So we're gonna go over what happened on Sunday night. We're going to look forward to Monday night. Tyler O going to give you his week 7 fantasy talk for Monday night football. And you're going to be out of here. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the fact. The reason why the Los Angeles Rams are 4-2 instead of 5-1. They got beat by the San Francisco 49ers. Our first divisional game and we took an L. We took it. San Fran beat us. They just beat us. There's no way around it. Jared Goff threw for under 200 yards. He threw. He had two touchdowns. He also had a pick. Cooper Cup. He was. It was not his game. Let's just call it what it was. Him and Goff could not get on the same page. Coop dropped the touchdown. Goff missed him on the touchdown. That's 14 points right there. The interception wouldn't have happened if Cooper Cup caught the touchdown pass on third down. We went and went for it on fourth down, and Jared Goff went and threw the pick. Wasn't a good game. Defense led Garoppolo and the 49ers do what they wanted to do. In the passing game, not the running. They weren't really running the ball that well on us, really. I think they was averaging like four yards per carry. But Derrick Henderson, for us, he was averaging 6.3 yards a carry. He had 14 carries for 88 yards. Surprising they ain't giving the ball enough. But as I predicted that San Fran was going to come out, this is a divisional game. 
It's on Sunday Night Football, and they come off getting their ass whooped by Miami. So you kind of figured they was going to come back, they was going to be ready to play, and they was ready to play. Garoppolo had over 260 yards passing, 30 touchdowns. Josh Kittle. Josh Kittle is, is just killing us in the middle. He's wide open in the middle of the field. He got a long touchdown catch, just wide open. One nobody near the man. So he had seven catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. Debro Samuels killing us on, on these short passes and reverses and whatnot. What we supposed to be doing to other teams, they did it to us. He almost went for 100 yards. He had a touchdown. Garoppolo threw three touchdowns. No turnovers, no picks. I don't even think he got set. I don't even think he got touched. I mean, Aaron Donald couldn't get to him. I'm... Then Salome missed the extra point off the first touchdown. I'm... All around, it was just, it was a bad performance for the Rams. But nevertheless, we are four and two. Still have a good record. Tied for second place with the Arizona Cardinals, who, by the way, beat the holy hell of the Andy Dalton Cowboys on Monday Night Football, by the way. They got a date with the Seattle Seahawks this week. I'm going to look forward to that game. But, yeah. Sean McVay, you got some things to work out because it's Monday Night Football, man. It is Monday Night Football. We got the five and one Chicago Bears led by Nick Foles coming into SoFi Stadium. It is Nick Foles team. By the way, Nick Foles is a Super Bowl champ because of us. If it weren't for us taking out Carson Wentz, the Eagles don't make a run to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. By the way, we played them the following year with Nick Foles, and they still beat us. So not only are we playing a Bears team that we struggle with, we playing a quarterback we can't beat. Last year, we did beat the Bears, 17-7. That was last year. I thought they was beating our behinds pretty good for the other ones. Is this game, though, look, it's going to be hard for us because... This is, this is Chicago. Chicago is known for their defense. Their offense might not be top-notch, but their defense is always up in the top half. And I think they rank 14th. Matter of fact, on our side, all, our offense is ranked in the top in the top 10, but I think top 5. Defense ranked in the top 10. Our rushing attack is ranked in the top 10. Our passing attack is ranked in the top 10. So, we got to win this game. Our four, our four wins came against Dallas, Philly, Washington, New York Giants. Those are four wins. Our two losses, Buffalo, San Francisco. We swept the NFC East. We only won with the AFC East, and we only won in the division. We have to win this game. Not only we have to win this game, we need to win this game because the following week is the Tua show down in Miami. Tua's first NFL start next week, week eight, is against 
us in Miami. I said this last week. For for people to take us very seriously, we had to win the 49 game. We lost that game. We got another primetime game. We got the 5-1 Chicago Bears. This is another opportunity to make people understand we are here and we ain't going nowhere. If you look at the division, Seattle 5-0, Arizona 4-2, LA Rams 4-2, San Francisco 3-3. Little room for error. We need to get to our bye week. Six and two. We need to get to the bye week six and two. Because after the bye week, it's five divisional games. Two with the Seahawks, two with the Cardinals, one more with the 49ers. Then don't forget, we got the Pats on there, we got the Bucks on there. In fact, the Pats is on the Thursday night, the Bucks is on the Monday night. And for safekeeping, we get the Jets to round out the second half of the season. Seahawks twice, Arizona twice, one more meeting with San Fran, the Pats on a Thursday night, the Bucks on a Monday night, and the Jets is sandwiching there somewhere. That's that's the second half of our schedule. Only one winnable game is the Jets. Other than that, Seattle twice, Arizona twice, one more with the 49ers, Cam Newton and the Pats on Thursday night, Tom Brady and the Bucks on a Monday night. We don't have room for error. We need to beat Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears on Monday night. Head to Miami next week. Give two entire logo the welcome to the NFL he deserves. Get to the bye week, six and two. Get to the bye week, six and two. And we can feel good about ourselves because the second half is gonna be it's gonna be a ridiculous schedule for us. We can't play around. Sean McVay, change it up. You got to be more aggressive. Look, run the ball more, throw some more deep passes, whatever. Brandon Staley, we, I, I need, I need my defense to be more aggressive here. I need an aggressive defense. Don't sit back here and let Nick Foles pick us apart with Allen Robinson, Tyler Gabriel, Anthony Miller, uh, Jimmy Graham. Don't let, him, don't let them sit back there and pick us apart. They don't run the ball well. So that means Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Sam Epicam, Sebastian Day. I need y'all to get to Nick Foles. David Montgomery has not been running the ball well for Chicago. I need y'all to get to Nick Foles. I need y'all to punish Nick Foles. I need Jalen Ramsey. You know about Allen Robinson. Y'all played together in Jacksonville. I need you to lock him down. Troy Hill, you probably gonna have Tyler Gabriel and Anthony Miller to deal with. Do your best. Do what you need to do. But I need to. I don't want to hear Allen Robinson got 100 yards receiving on the Rams on Monday night. I'm putting that on his on Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, I bet not here. Allen Robinson had 100. I had a 100 yard game receiving. I need you to shut him down. Jimmy Graham, that might be a different story because our linebackers are not that good. As you see, we let George Kelly open right in the middle. He had 100 yards on us. Linebackers not that good. My safeties ain't helping either. I need my 
John Johnson's doing his thing, but Taylor Rapp, I need you to step it up, sir. I need you to... We don't have Jordan Full. Our rookie's been out. Taylor Rapp, I need you to turn back to what you was last year. I need you to step it up. You're looking bad right about now. It's not a good thing. I need my D-line to get to the quarterback. Kaiser and... You know they they doing the best they can. I'm watching. They doing the best. They they making some. They making a lot of mistakes, but they doing the best they can. But Jalen Ramsey, I need you to shut Allen Robinson. I'm gonna need my safeties and linebackers to contain Jimmy Graham. Okay. I also need my linebackers to continue to shut down the run game because San Fran ain't really run on us. Really, how did only? The only the only running back that I know so far who really did damage on us was probably Miles Sanders. Ezekiel Elliott to some degree, but Miles Sanders really gave it to us. He almost had an he had a hundred yards total offense. He almost had a hundred yards rushing. Other than that, San Fran didn't do much. Buffalo with their singletary didn't do much on the ground. You know, Washington ain't do nothing at all on the ground. The Giants ain't do nothing on the ground. So you know. The run defense is pretty, done pretty good. But my pass defense, I need my pass defense to get a little more aggressive here. Let's go Ramsey, Troy Hill, Taylor Rapp, John Johnson, Darius Williams. I need y'all to, I need y'all to poke up. Get rid of these boys. Because Chicago is a must win. I don't care if it's week seven. Chicago on Monday night is a must win. Must win win for the Rams. Step up, get it done. By whatever means necessary, get the job done. That's all I gotta say for right now. Now, my boy Tyler O from Fire on High gonna bring you the Rams Fantasy Talk for this Monday night matchup with the Chicago Bears. And when he's done, I'm gonna come back, I'm gonna close it out, and we're gonna get ready for Monday night football. Go ahead, Tyler. Welcome to week seven of Rams Fantasy Talk. I'll be your host, Tyler Urginski. As always, this will be a quick one. If you go to the last two podcasts, I've outlined how great of a rushing football team the Rams are in 2020. I'm not going to go over all those stats. I'm not going to go over that grocery list again. Just know that this Rams team is one of the best. In fact, the Rams rushing offense is currently first DVOA. Again, as a reminder, DVOA measures a team's efficiency by comparing success of every single play to the league's average based on situation and opponent. It's just a good way of telling how good a team's offense or defense is by looking at the average team, not just like, oh, they really exceeded in a good matchup, or oh, they didn't do well because it's a bad matchup. It takes the average. I love the stat. The Rams are first in DVOA in rushing offense. Being first in DVOA sounds great in terms of fantasy. At this point, it's well documented that the NFL's top rushing team with top rushing production can be a bit tricky to pin down as there's a clear committee in Los Angeles. However, last week, there was some clarity with the healthy Acres, he only got one snap. Taking a peek at past usage, it's clear to me that Henderson is the lead back and Acres is his direct backup. However, it seems they want to use Acres a bit more in close situations, but if the game is a runaway, it seems like Henderson is getting the job. 
Again, it's tough to definitively say exactly what this running back situation looks like as it's been a crapshoot so far this year. The best thing I can come up with is we got a committee, that much is true. Henderson is the lead in the committee and Akers is his backup and Malcolm Brown seems to have carved out a role, a secondary role with an emphasis on the pass game. The thing about Malcolm's Brown role is, while it's important to the Rams' offense, it offers meager production with little upside. He isn't really worth rostering at any point unless you're in a really deep league. The upside just isn't there. I sincerely hope you're not in a situation where you need to start Malcolm Brown. I like a lot of other guys that are likely on your waiver wire that have more upside than Malcolm Brown going forward, so you can drop Malcolm Brown. Dale Henderson is currently sitting at running back 22 in PPR leagues as a low-end RB2. In a lot of ways, this is exactly how I view him through six weeks. Henderson is a low-end RB2. If you were to tell me that at the beginning of the season, I wouldn't be surprised. It sounds right. On Monday Night Football, the Rams draw the Bears at home. While this is not an ideal matchup for a primetime Monday slot, we should see some decent football. At first glance, this matchup isn't great for any of the Rams pieces, because the Bears are a good defense. But as you dig a little deeper into the matchups, it does seem a bit better for Henderson than it does almost anybody else. We know the Bears defense is good, but this isn't the Bears of 2018. While they have certainly been elite against the pass this season, second DVOA, they've been a bit susceptible against the run at 11th DVOA and 14th in the yards allowed per carry. If you want to beat this Bears team, You certainly can on the ground if your rushing offense is good. And lucky for the Rams, their rushing offense is the best thus far. You pair that with the fact that the Rams are not only at home, but home favorites by six points. And I have a real hard time telling anybody to sit Henderson. I wouldn't expect the world out of Henderson, but he has cleared 22 fantasy points in three of his last five games and has gotten double digit in four of the last five. Henderson is also the go-to guy in the green zone. For those unfamiliar with the green zone, that is the 10-yard line in. So it's kind of half of the red zone, it's the green zone. He's seen 16 touches in this green zone. That's more than Malcolm Brown, Akers, Higby, and Robert Woods combined. He's got the goal line job locked down. Most folks don't have the luxury to sit a guy like Henderson. I can't do it. He's going to be in the top 24 for me this week, regardless of the Bears' defense. Get him in your lineups. Don't be scared because it's the Bears. I will say, if Henderson does underperform in this game, Akers would explode, and this would be the Akers coming out game. This is why I'm saying drop Malcolm Brown, don't drop Akers. I like Akers' upside. While it's tough for me to say go out and acquire Akers, he's definitely a guy, if on waivers, I want on my bench because he's one good game away, I think, from taking this starting job because Henderson does not have it locked down as we've seen so far this year, even though Henderson is the guy right now. It's going to be tough for me to have any kind of real exciting point or take about these wide receivers on the Rams. You start Cup and you start Woods every single week, you don't look back. Obviously, some weeks you need to, you know, expect more. Some weeks you need to draw back those expectations. I think this is definitely one of those weeks where you can only expect maybe 8 to 12 out of these two dudes. This is not the week to be, oh, I'm down 20 going into Monday Night Football. I need Cup or Woods to score 20. I wouldn't bet on that happening, but hey... It is Robert Woods. It is Cooper Cup. They're both very good to good wide receivers. Most would argue they're both very good wide receivers. So start them every week, no matter what. That's the end of that. Just temper expectations a bit this week. Jared Goff, it's not the best situation for him. 
Again, the Rams are home favorites, and the Bears have been stout against the pass. Vegas says the Rams should win, and if the Rams are winning, they're probably going to run the football. I mean, the, the Rams are probably going to run the football no matter what, even if they are losing, winning, regardless. This is what that team is. But especially, if the Rams are winning, they're just going to run the football, bring down the clock. There's absolutely a world where Goff has a great game and throws for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Of course that can happen, but I wouldn't bet on it in this game. I'm not starting Jared Goff in any of my single QB leagues. He's outside of my top 12. Although, if you are in a super flex league where you do start two quarterbacks, Goff is a start moving forward regardless of the matchup. He's proven he can get it done in tough matchups. But I'm just, again, I'm not betting that he does this week. So if you have Goff in... I might look to stream some other quarterbacks this week. Moving to tight ends. Man, it, it, Higby currently sits at tight end 8 in PPR leagues. And this will continue to trend downwards. I've talked about it in the last couple pods. Gerald Everett has carved out just enough of a role to make Higby a very unexciting fantasy option. For some reason, Higby's just not running routes or on the field in third down situations. If it's third and long, that is Gerald Everett's role. And if we want a top 10 tight end, especially come end of the season, you need a tight end who's going to be running routes, catching balls on third and long. He's just not that guy. Yes, he can catch some touchdowns here and there. But if you can recoup top 12 value for Higby, I recommend you do it. To recap, start Henderson, roster and bench Akers. Pick him up if he's on waivers. Drop Malcolm Brown. You start Cup. You start Woods. You're benching Goff unless you're in a super flex league. And trade away Higby. And no, you cannot confidently start Higby or Everett at this point. That's it for week 7 of Rams Fantasy Talk. Follow me on Twitter at FFTylero. And don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later. Thank you for that, Tyler O. Y'all can catch him on Fire on High Podcast for the rest of your fantasy talks for week 7. You can follow him on all on all podcast platforms. Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, all of them. So follow Fire on High. Listen for your fantasy talk with Tyler O. Thank you for that. Now, I already said we lost the San Fran. Put that behind us. Got to focus on Chicago and then Miami before we get to the bye week. Must win Monday night. So must win. Head to Miami. Take care of Tony Vallotto. Give him, give him the work that he deserves. Let's get to our bye week six and two, and we can talk second half of the NFL season after week eight. Until then, this is down another playmaker silence. I in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm signing off. I'm getting up out of here. I talk to y'all after the Chicago game on Monday Night Football.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.